This is the Mindless Sea Podcast. Hello, uh, my name is Jesse Freeze. I'll be your host for the Mindless Sea Podcast that we have going on now. Uh, this is my first attempt at podcasting, so please forgive all the things that I do wrong, like saying um too much. I'm going to try to not do that too much, but it will happen. I can guarantee you that. Here at the Mindless Sea, we will focus on history, politics, international policy, just what's going on in the world, but try to do it from uh, with a, hyster- a historical point of view at the world. Uh, first off, let's start with uh, what's going on over in Russia, because that is never uh, not entertaining. Uh, just recently today, uh, Alex Alexei uh, Navalny, it looks like, uh, he was just pronounced dead in prison. They say he was just walking in the yard and basically collapsed. Nobody really knows what exactly happened. But as we should all know, at least by now, it's been in the news for a long time, that Nalvani has really been a thorn in Putin's side. And so because of that, uh, he was arrested, put in jail, possibly poisoned uh, with... uh, a nerve agent, a toxic agent. With this, this is part and parcel to Putin. Uh, This is how the world really works. Some countries throw their people in jail, and you should just realize that they're going to do that, in my point of view. It's not the best thing to do, of course, but it is how life works, unfortunately. Here in the United States, it happens too, uh, just on a different level. We go after our foes, throw them in jail. Just like anybody else, anybody that threatens the actual state itself, the government itself. Uh, On a different point of Russia, let's talk a little bit about Ukraine. The way I see it is that Ukraine was kind of our fault, but it was also Putin's fault, and they're just trying to figure out what's going on right now. To me, it's not a big deal. I don't see why we are that interested in Ukraine. I don't think it's a big deal, personally, if Russia keeps some sphere of influence in the area. Uh, everybody likes to have their own sphere of influence. Uh, us Americans, our government has a big sphere of influence that was goes back over a hundred years to the Monroe Doctrine, to where basically anything in the Americas, north and south, was in our sphere of influence. And if anybody actually goes against that, they are going against our interests, and we will defend those interests. So to me, it isn't surprising that Putin or just any leader of Russia would want to protect us sphere of influence in their own region, because NATO has really bumped up to them, and they do not like it. NATO can say we're only for defense, but when you put missiles on a border, it's going to cause some issues. So I could see where Russia and Putin actually get the idea that they needed to invade Ukraine and things like that. 
All the other small little things, whether or not there are Nazis there or not, uh, I don't care about. That seems to be a pointless discussion from my point of view. Okay, so let's move on now from Russia. And, well, actually, uh, real quick, let's talk about us actually helping Ukraine. I think we shouldn't. I think that we should just let it go. We are wasting too much money on that right now for an actor who wants to be president, uh, just like Reagan, really. Uh, and he just doesn't seem to know what's going on. He's having problems with his generals. Their, their big push, their spring offensive, never became offensive, really. It sucked. It didn't work. So I don't know why we are why we still want to keep throwing bad money after bad with all these new bills that the Congress is trying to throw up for us to actually put money towards Ukraine. I think it's a pointless effort. And it's just throwing more money away for no reason. On a funnier note, uh, apparently there are people that have a problem with greeting cards that joke about how old you get. So you can't even have any good jokes about getting older nowadays. People are getting offended at jokes about being old. I don't know about you, but I'm 46, just turned it. I'm not really young, not really super old. I've lived a good amount of years. But I have no problem being called old man or this or that. I kind of appreciate it. It means that I actually lived. It means that I've survived all these years. And when it comes to most of humanity and our existence on the planet... 46 years is a pretty good amount of time for any one human to actually live. So, yeah, really don't understand what the problem is with that. But I guess if you want to bitch and complain, you can always bitch and complain and try to fix something that isn't even a problem. Okay. Then, of course, uh... My my wife is Kenyan, so I kind of follow Kenyan news and things like that. Right now, the big thing that's happening in Kenya is that women are protesting uh, femicide. So they're protesting the fact that women are murdered. Even though the rate of murder really isn't all that high, it's something like 150 to 170 women are killed each year in Kenya. They say that number might be low, but to me, it doesn't even matter. That, that, that's a really small percentage of the population. The population is roughly around 30 million people in Kenya. So say about half of those are women. So that's about 15 million. So really, it's about 150 people out of 15 million. To me, that seems to be a very low murder rate. So I don't know why they're trying to make it even worse. Apparently they want to make a have a law that makes it even more punishing on the perpetrator than just regular homicide. So they want to have harsher penalties just because it's a woman. They want to have harsher penalties because women are sacred or something like this. I don't know. Uh, I, I believe that we're all pretty much about equal. So to say that 
one is more equal and should get more punished for killing a different one of the same. I don't know. It's confusing. But yeah, so that's what I'm thinking on that one. And, oh, it looks like uh, DeSantis down in Florida uh, looks like he's starting to think that people are going too far with their book removals. Imagine that. You start to censor and start to remove books. Pretty soon you're going to be removing every book because everything is offensive. Everybody can find an offense in anything, whether or not it's a small little thing or a big little thing. They will really find whatever they want to when it comes to finding a book to remove. You could do it for saying the N-word. You can remove a book for being against women. You can have a ban a book for too much swear words, not being Christian enough, being too Christian. So many things there can actually happen to actually get a book removed, which is quite funny when you really think about it. To me, we shouldn't really remove books. I can understand like a school district not wanting to have certain books in there. And I can understand parents not wanting some. But just trying to push every removal and everything like that, I just don't understand. I think the schools should understand their community and know what will be tolerated or not. If they want to help a student in that with a book that would not be possible to have in that library, just send them someplace else. Send them to Amazon. Send them to their local library, actual public library. Uh, they really don't have these restrictions that a lot of parents are trying to put onto schools. And so with this, this would really help actually get people the books that they need without having to worry too much of the population about it. That's what freedom of speech is all about, being able to say whatever you want, whenever you want, on written, all over the voice, whichever way you want. That is what it is all about. Then, of course, there's Biden. You know, Biden and his old age, his memory and everything like that. It's really funny. I actually get a big kick out of uh, all this, especially the last... Uh, report the her report from the special counsel that that was quite funny actually uh for him to say oh he's a nice old guy but he has no memory and because of that we shouldn't prosecute uh much of the media it seems actually says just talks about that but and, and then they also say so this means that we shouldn't prosecute but he has a good memory a lot of the media and Joe Biden himself says, oh, I have a good memory. I have a good memory. So I don't know what they're going on about. I'm a nice guy, yada, yada, yada. But what that means to me is that if he has a good memory, actually a good memory, which I doubt, if he actually has a good memory, that means per the report, he should be charged with a crime for taking top secret files while he was vice president and hiding them. This, to me, is what that really means. Some people don't get that aspect. It's like trying to argue one, but that one point will actually get you in trouble versus if you just let it go and don't argue about it. I know it's an election year, 
but it's just a bit crazy in my point of view. Uh, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, which I kind of find real funny. Okay, then there's the Israel uh, situation, uh, the Israel war in Gaza. Uh, as everybody knows, this really started in October 7th. Whether or not you can say Israel started it or Gaza started it or anything like that, in the, in the long-term scheme of things, if you take a historical point of view, it's hard to actually point to who actually started it. Uh, Jews and the Israelis have technically have been there since biblical times, even before that. And so have the Palestinian people. They were called different things during that time, but they were still the Palestinian people. But when it comes to just world affairs, the thing is, if you attack... You deserve whatever you get. It doesn't even matter. You attack and you attack hard. That's your fault. And everything that happens is because what you did. All this that's going on right now, going, oh, genocide in Palestine. Uh, uh, genocide in Gaza. All this, th that's nice and lovely and everything like that. But... They're the one that caused it. The Gazans actually caused this. <clears throat> it was Hamas who attacked. It wasn't anybody else. It was Hamas who attacked on October 7th. And anything that Israel does in retribution for that, to me, is completely justified. It doesn't even matter. This is just like World War II. In World War II, Hitler attacked. But let's even take the Holocaust out of it. He attacked. He attacked France. He attacked Belgium. He attacked Czechoslovakia. He attacked Russia. He attacked Poland. Because of that, we went into total war against the German people. And this is what you do in war. You could say Gaza and whatnot. It's not really a real war, yada, yada. But it is. Plain and simple, Israel was attacked. And so they have every right and the duty to themselves to go all out, to attack and to decimate, completely destroy the enemy if they can. This isn't a moral question or anything like that. This is just war. War, you, you would like it if you could actually have moral equivalencies. You could have a moral war. What is a moral war? It, it, it makes no sense. It's killing. War is killing. Killing, that's the only thing that matters, and you have to accept it. So when you attack and murder, decapitate, rape, pillage, as you're going, expect to have your entire civilization wiped. Just expect that. If you don't have the actual power to actually destroy the other one when you attack first, you're stupid. Completely stupid, and you're... I don't even know what you're trying to do. Trying to go for sympathy when the other one smacks you back harder than you can smack? To me, that's stupid. That's like a little pipsqueak on the, on the playground going up to the big bully and just hitting him. What do you expect the bully to do? You think he's just going to go, oh, okay, I'll just take it. 
No, that's not going to happen. He's going to smack back and smack as hard as he can. And he has every right to do that because he was smacked first. So when it comes to that, what Gaza did, what Hamas did, and I do throw Gaza in with that, just so you know, because Gaza voted Hamas into power. They actually voted for Hamas. Hamas. If you vote for a people, they are your leaders, they are your representative, and everybody there is associated with Hamas. It's like, as an American, I am associated with the American government. Everything that happens there, I know if I travel the world, when I travel the world, it could come back on me. It's happened before. You go into the Middle East, you go to Kenya, there's bombings, they will attack you just because you're from the West or because you're American, and they will videotape it, throw up a throw it up on the internet. This is how it works. And Hamas was voted in by the people. And since it was voted in by the people, this affects everybody in that community, whether young, old, female, male, it doesn't matter what you are. The community voted them in. They allowed them to be the leaders. And so they are getting what they voted for, which was a fight against Israel. Just because you don't like how the fight ends up, that's not anybody else's fault but your own and your leader's so that's Israel. So, as with a lot of new podcasts, uh, here I at the Mindless Sea here, uh, I'm going to do a value for value. Uh, so basically, you send me what you think this is worth, and I'll just keep doing my thing. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. So if you think this was just worth a dollar, send me a dollar. If you don't think this was worth anything... Don't send me anything at all. If you actually got something out of this, send me as much as you think that was worth to you. Uh, doesn't matter. I will accept it all and be very, very grateful. And hopefully this can really get going. Uh, and I would also like to do what the originators of Value for Value, the No Agenda show, did. And basically, if you want to help like, with other things, like clips or anything else like that, uh, images, please send it to me. My email is jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at mindlessc.com. Send it to me, and I will see if I can use it for this show. So far, the plan is for me to do one show a week, roughly about an hour or so. Uh, right now, we're not even close to that here. Right now, we're at about 20 minutes. Let's see if I can uh, make it longer or not. Maybe this show will just be shorter. But this is the first attempt, so I'm trying to work out some things. I've actually never done a podcast before. I have taught uh, at the college level as an in adjunct instructor in world history. So I do have some experience uh, talking and everything like that. But I thought I would give a shot to podcast. My wife goes, how about you do a podcast? And so I go, 
Okay, why not? Might as well try. What's the worst that could happen, right? Make sure you donate at podcast.mindlessc.com, which uses PayPal, or you can also donate just through your app if you have like Fountain app or any of the podcasting 2.0 apps. Okay, so I like history. I like politics, international relations, everything like that. But I also like studies. I like to know what the scientists are trying to figure out. Most of it's asinine, really. And I'm not even sure if it's real or not. But I always like to read about it. So it was a bit fun. Uh, So I'm going to have a segment on my podcast. It's called Study of the Day, where I just tell you uh, like a study or two about what I found and give my two cents on it. So today, there is this study. It's called The Effect of Mere Presence of Smartphone on Cognitive Functions, a Four-Level Meta-Analysis. What this is, is basically they wanted to see if uh, cell phones actually affected anything. (coughs) As in, if just having a cell phone sitting at your desk will actually change how productive you are. A lot of studies apparently have showed that it might be. Uh, some say yes, definitely. But somebody did a meta-analysis, so they took a whole bunch of conclusions from a whole bunch of different studies. And they realized that, really, it doesn't do anything. Now, this is just if there's a phone sitting on the desk, not doing anything, no notifications, nothing like that. Just the phone sitting on a desk. Apparently, they wanted to know if that mattered. And this meta-analysis at least shows that it doesn't. So just having your phone on a desk, whether it's school or work or anything like that, really doesn't matter at all. The other funny or weird study that I found is that uh, they have decided to try to change the color of blue cheese. I don't know why. I think they just wanted to see if they could do it. And they did it. They were actually able to change the color of blue cheese without changing the taste. So it's just a color thing, gene, color gene, that they were actually able to manipulate. And actually, they were able to change the color to like browns, reds, purples, and many different other things. So that's a little bit fascinating. Seems kind of pointless to me, but you know, maybe it's a new hot thing. So, for today, that will do it. We will see how this goes. Uh, Hopefully, I will get better. Well, I will get better. I promise you. I hope. Yeah. (laughs) But this has actually been kind of fun. Uh, Just spotting off. Let's uh, see how it goes. And uh, I will see you next week. This is the Mindless Sea Podcast.